0: Come day. Day. All right, boys Hello, um, hello Mike, <laughs> Mike uh, uh, Just to put in the picture We've just arrived at Mike's For the Watford-Leicester game um, Thanks to our employers We were unable uh, to make the trip to Leicester On a Friday night Have you seen team news yet, Mike? I haven't, no As expected But who... Is well, that as
1: expected, they've named a team. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, is the, uh, what do you reckon the front two is going to be? I think on present form, they've got to stick
2: with Deeney and Forestieri. Jason. He's gone four? Deeney and Matij Vidra. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Well, in Zola we trust, all aboard the Zola coaster. <laughs> Interesting one. I mean, obviously... Um, Obviously, Forrest he's been absolutely epic. I think he, what I really like about his recent, work, uh, recent performances has been his work rate. He's really worked hard. But by the same token, I think we have seen glimpses from Vidra. Mm. And I think, obviously, what's happened today is Zona said, right, biggest game of the season. We've got a win to stay in it. Matty, out you go and, um, and do your stuff.
0: We know it's there. Just go and do it. Biggest stage. Go and produce for us. Can he do it in
2: the crunch game? Well, he's done it in big games previously. It's, a, it's probably a bigger game this one than, uh, than we've had for a long time. Even bigger than Hull, because every every second we're still in the in the hunt in the race, the games get bigger and bigger. We've seen glimpses, haven't we? I think in, in recent games, of coming back towards the form. I don't know if he's there, and I don't know what he's done to deserve a place over Forestieri. When you look at Forestieri's performances in recent games, certainly last weekend, Forestieri was outstanding. A hat trick of assists, as we said on the last podcast.
0: Well, maybe he's uh, he's resting for for the playoffs, because he's the main man. Maybe they maybe they swapped. Maybe Forresteri is the main man. He wants to make sure he's ready for the. With The big, big games on the way. It's a brilliant problem to
1: have, isn't it? You know, who but do you have? Big, yeah.
0: 20 million
1: goal Vidra or the wonderful Fernando Forestieri. And like you say, his assists, some of the balls he was playing on uh, on Saturday were amazing. But great problem to have. Let's hope Zola's got it right. We're about to find out.
0: Well, we're, we are uh, just ordering the curry, uh, which will uh, hopefully be arriving in time for kickoff, where we'll sit and watch Watford uh, away at Leicester, the second to last game. We're going to have a chat. We were just reading uh, uh, Mike on the on the car over to your house. Uh, Frank Smith's opinion piece okay. uh, on the uh, on the youth system. Wrong to suggest Hornets have stopped producing own talent. We'll have a chat about that as well, uh, and well, see what's coming. What comes out of Watford's trip to Leicester City? Come on, Hornets! Please, just please.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans, for Watford fans, from
0: the rookery end. 1-0 Watford, just seen the the television, Jan Franco getting that. Um, We we figured out the reason. Uh, Jason, why on earth have Watford just scored?
2: Well, we just spent the first thirty-nine minutes watching the game in the kitchen.
0: As soon as we move into the, uh, the lounge, uh, Watford School. Uh, It's—I uh, think the it's television. It's a much bigger television, and we can see the game better. Um, they were waiting for us to be able to see a nice, clear digital picture rather than the, um, the the other room, which is a much smaller, smaller screen. How you feeling about Watford thus far, Michael?
1: Uh... uh...
0: Uh, I really don't know. It's <laughs> Can you really...
1: get more air out of you? <laughs> it's, it's incredibly, um, it's exciting to watch, isn't it? I think Watford, you're seeing the best and the worst of Watford in the, in the first sort of 40 minutes so far. Bugbear of mine is giving the ball away t- too easily and uh, in a game where we work, what we really want to do is put a foot on the ball and really sort of look after possession and just keep the ball and, and suck the life out of Leicester. We've occasionally given it away too easily, but um, we have created chances. I think that's probably the third Pretty decent mm-hmm. chance that, that that Dini had there that he, that he put away. Alman Abdi's had a couple, and we're creating, we're creating chances. So you can't when you're away from home, you can't really ask more than that. It's incredibly tense, incredibly nervous, but um, we've given ourselves a chance. Let's hope we can uh,
0: push on. Future, future. No, but I think what about this sort of television mic? Is that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, now, well, that was what you call,
0: <laughs>
2: if that's not on Sky Sports Goal of the Week, next so week, that. cancel. That's stop, football. football. Soul football. <laughs> football. Watford have just won <laughs> football. <laughs> that's what you call timing as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, t- how far well, out I know, was it? I, expect <laughs> the goal, Jace. <laughs> well, here we go. They're showing the replay now. Uh, Ball forward from uh, uh, Manuel. how far this is. I mean, Rudy's looking for the ball in. in. the ball, it's miscontrolled, and that's oh <laughs> oh got to be good. 30 yards out, isn't it? Top corner. Yeah, Of course, uh, Abdi miscontrols it. He <laughs> just whacks
0: it What's in a goal. that goal. What um, a goal. <sighs> that stayed hit. Okay, well, right, we've been in this win for three minutes. We've scored two goals. <laughs> How long's left in the game?
2: <laughs> oh. yeah.
1: Incredible. I mean, but i are just going to say, we're creating chances, and... Uh, that wasn't even a chance. That was, uh... <laughs> no. Well, it wasn't a great. The first goal wasn't a great corner either. Just no, incredible. No, no. I mean, what you want to see Watford do now is when, you know, what I was saying before, don't we go back to being negative, but now what you want to see Watford do is to do this on the, count. the count. Oh, Hang on. Do the simple.
2: Go on. Oh. Oh, go on. Oh! What if it's oh Hog. Not. Hog is never
0: going to score, Hulk is he? never hang score. Hang on. No. Hog will never score. <sighs> Oh. Should have been three. Should have been three. <laughs> Should have been three. Oh. Uh, There's it's uh, a minute and a bit plus somebody sit till half time. Um, let's, uh, let's have a relax at half time and get rid of the excitement uh, and have a, a better chat after that.
2: <laughs> meep, meep. Hi, I'm Anya and you're listening to From the Recreation.
0: Second half has started, things have calmed down. The one thing to chat about boys
1: calm down calm, 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 calm down calm about this game I can assure you we're on the back foot straight from the uh, Yeah but we have still go. got two goals I know but just what we need he to did, do he now should have is, scored. Yeah we should have gone 3-0 up again I think straight after Chalabas' goal we had a chance to go 3-0 up and which would have absolutely killed it and uh, Vidra, instead of instead of shooting where he would have, which he would have done sort of a couple of months ago just tried to square it to Deeney and we missed the opportunity has gone Leicester were absolutely punch drunk they were on the ropes and we could have put it be out of sight and then now yeah, We've but have just, it's got, it's just got
0: to right. show what but a side we are now. Yeah, okay. yeah we, I, I know, we do, but you're not going to put that one chance down to the game if we lost it or drew it, because there were several chances. Well, if we don't, yeah, go on, if if we don't go want
1: to win it, I will put it down to that exact moment. Mm. Absolutely, I will.
0: A big talking point uh, we were chatting about, Jason, on the way over, Mike, was about um, uh, Frank Smith's piece in the Watford Reserve today about uh, is it wrong to suggest that Watford um, have stopped producing their own talent? Frank makes a couple of points. First of all, you know we, we were used to having 11 or a 10 11 Academy players in our, uh, in our starting lineup. We knew that was because of financial constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, only 90 appearances from academy players uh, this year. Good news, though, of course, is that we know that Murray, Smith, Hoban, uh, British Lumberlonger and um, Bernard Mensah have scored long-term contracts. Yeah. Um, uh, Frank's, Frank's final, final um, oh, paragraph. Um, yeah, the Potso Scouting Network and the available transfer funds will make it harder for academy graduates to secure regular first-team football. But the suggestion Watford have ditched their old philosophy for of producing home growing players is simply wrong. Mm. We haven't seen as many. We, we've, as a podcast, we've always been. Uh, uh, we've talked a lot about it over the last three seasons. It was the big worry of would we lose all these young players in our squad? How are you feeling as a Watford fan at, at the end, of, towards the end of this season? About Watford youth. I think there's a lot of, lot
1: of strands to, to look at when you look at the academy and, and so on and so forth and I think the first one to, to be clear on and I think Frank makes the point in the Watford Observer is that just because we're used to seeing a lot of youngsters and academy graduates coming through that, that set an unnaturally high benchmark and I don't think that was ne- necessarily healthy so to, to shrink back that number of appearances from academy graduates uh, overnight isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, because it means we've got more, we've got a better squad, a, 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 f- a more experienced squad. However, oh, God, sorry, pausing because we just had another <laughs> chance to score. However, by the same token, we do still want to be a club who nurtures youth. We want to attract people. We want to attract the best young players, who then in turn want to come to Watford because they believe they're going to be nurtured and brought through, because that's a sustainable football model. We can sell them on, or they can help um, help us towards success. Now, they've, the Pozzos have given um, Sean Murray and... Connor uh, Smith
0: and Hoban got five-year contracts.
1: Ultimately, that's not a massive gal, ga, gamble. Tommy Hoban was, was going to be my um, vote for player of the season before he got injured, and he hasn't, hasn't featured since. I think it's fair to say that, uh, uh, one way or another, Sean Murray's going to be a decent player, and so on and so forth. So perhaps giving those guys massive contracts isn't the big commitment to youth that people might initially think. I think we need to wait and see. As with so much others, uh, so many other things to do with the Potsos and their ownership, we need to wait and see what happens. And if in two, three, four, five years we, there's no one coming through from the academy, then that's
0: obviously an issue. Now, the the, um, the one player that for me, that, you know, we, we had a lot, you know, ten, eleven players. That was extraordinarily high for any football club. Maybe we're now in a position, Jason, where we are uh, more of a natural level of bringing players that, through. Save there from uh, Almunia. Um, the The player I'm interested in talking about is Lee Hudson. He is a player, broke into the first team, was regular, but we haven't seen him at all this season.
2: No, I, and I must admit, uh, last season I thought Hudson. Was a, a promising young footballer. I think he, he's comfortable as a fullback. I also think he looks good going forward. He's a good crosser of the ball as well. Um, but, and, that, and, and that, Jason,
0: I think is my biggest surprise a little bit with him. That he hasn't featured at all. Because surely he would be a great fill-in for Pudil or, or, or that, that, that that far that, that, that wider play in, in the five in midfield even. Yeah.
2: Yes, I, I think the wing back, yeah, wing back row is one that could suit him. But um, I think you've got Anya there, Doyley can play there, Cassetti has played there. And he sort of, it'd be a bit down the pecking order, I feel. And like Mike said, the, the, it's the players that we've got now compared to the players that we. Needed to put in the in the side last year, so now I think he's a, is he at Brentford still? Yeah. Uh, oh, still? big game um, this weekend. He's got a big game this weekend. Winner takes all against Doncaster. Yeah. Well, that was the point uh, I was going
1: to make. Um, Jace, obviously, it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't interrupt you. But <laughs> John saying we haven't seen Hodson at all. Well, that's that's not strictly correct because he has been featuring quite heavily for, for Brentford. On obviously played, I think he played against Chelsea, and he's been. I think he's played the last five games in a row. Um, Ahead of their last game against, uh, well, the last penultimate game against Doncaster. So, you know, for a club who is, has spent a lot of the season defending the loan system, we've got Lee Hodson out on loan at Brentford, and obviously Britt has been out at um, Southend and done wonders there. So, it, it's not fair to um, to completely take our eyes off that.
0: Mike, taking things What's happening to your, computer, your TV? We've got MasterChef on. What's happened to Watford game? Right, like, we're going to miss a goal. Hang on, let's we're going to miss a goal. Oh, we didn't Didn't. miss a goal. We didn't miss a goal.
1: Tonight, uh,
2: I'm going to prepare goal pie (laughs) on an onion bag uh, garnish. Well, we've certainly seen some fine dining from Nathaniel Chalibur on that front. He's certainly out on that for a little while, I would have thought. uh, Oh, he will. Um, Uh, Full marks, by the way, everyone, for not mentioning
1: Luis Suarez there when uh, (laughs) when Masterchef came up. Um, (laughs) As Watford fans, we've defended the loan system, and I think hopefully... What we we're going to see, we're going to be beneficiaries of it on both sides. With, in as much as we're using loan players, obviously to, to to bolster our promotion push this year, and hopefully in, in Hodson Hodgson and Asombalonga, we're going to get more rounded players coming back to us. Much in the mould as um, Marvin did when he, he had a lot of loan spells away um, and came back um, much improved. I, so, can't remember,
0: I can't remember who said it, but there was there was like there were three stages to last year anyway of um, a Watford play. Either you were a first team player. You were a um, development player or you were a scholar. Mm. Now, if you're a development player, surely Sean Murray was, even when he was playing a lot, still is a development player. Lee Hodgson is a development player. They're not first-team players. The worry, though, is still going to be that those development players aren't going to get the chances, especially if we go up. Well, I think
1: the acid test is you've got to say... As a football supporter, you want your football team to have the most powerful, um, effective, the best squad you can possibly
0: have. But do, Watford, so but, what, but, but do Watford fans want to see a the best team possible? But at least a few of our youth. Yeah, team, no, absolutely. It? We want to see that. We want to see them coming through.
1: But that's, I think, that's where I go back to that unnatural benchmark that, that we set ourselves. Um, and I think Hoban would be playing if he wasn't injured. Um, for, for example, Jonathan Bond has had a run of games. Um, so that's you know there's there's two right there, um, and that's probably more than than a lot of clubs can can boast this season. So I think when it comes down to you know Watford supporters are are quite rightly incredibly frustrated over the last month or so that the form our form has dipped and, and we haven't performed perhaps enough to to get that automatic promotion. Would any of our academy graduates would you have wanted them in there instead
2: of any of the guys that did play? And I think the honest answer is no. No, I mean look at what they are playing at the places like Brentford. I think it's only Forsyth who's uh, who's playing at, at the same level as, uh, mm. as us. of um, All the players are out on loan. Even players that were, were first-teamers last season, like Iwilumu. Um Granted, he's getting on a bit now. But he's been playing down at Oldham in League One this season. Um, yeah, they're, they're not... Frankly, at the moment, they're not good enough to, to get into this starting eleven.
0: That's quite, um, n- that's quite a nice thing to know. They're not good enough. That means our team is good.
1: Well, and the other thing is, and you know, let's not, I'm not, I don't think we mustn't be misconstrued as being negative about our academy. No. Because it's been well publicised as doing fantastic work, and the way it goes about things is, is absolutely fantastic, and we're doing things the right way, which I think is what you were getting at, John. We want Watford to do things the right way when at all possible. However, you then, the other acid test is to look at the Watford Academy graduates over the years, because it's been going for a little while now, and where are those players? Okay, so we've had Ashley Young. Who's now at Man United? I don't think there's any questioning his ability. I think Marvin Sordell's had a very difficult year, but I don't think there's any questioning his his ability. And then we've got the guys who are performing for Watford. So there's there's, there's Hoban and and Sean Murray, Jonathan Bond, uh, and and Adam Thompson, for example, Lee Hodson. But where are the rest? You know, where are the others that have come through, and and moved on? Very very few have gone on. Um, to set the world on fire. They play Forest Green, don't they? Well, you know, exactly. That's a sort of Matty Vidra. Oh. At least he's had a shot. So, you know, again, I don't want to be negative about it, and, and but we need to look at things in the cold light of day, almost in a sort of like give it a statistical analysis of what 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 what's best for Watford Football Club and what they've done in the past, and and does that all stack up, you know? <laughs>
0: from the rookery end. Mike, you're going to that linesman place again is that you? we saw on television of you shouting at the linesman. Uh, it is 1-2 it, it is, uh, uh, to, to Watford still. Uh, Leicester are, are pushing, but... Well, it's not pushing. 81 minutes gone. Mike, we're, you, you're in your bad place. And I want to bring you back. I want to bring you back to love places. Mm. Um, tell, us, tell us who you, you spoke to today. You had a, a nice conversation on the telephone with someone, did you not? I did. I was very, very lucky
1: to speak to... Um, Probably the biggest man in, in Watford's history, the most important man uh, and the most um, incredible man, <laughs> Graham Taylor. Um, spoke to him today as part of the um, ongoing, uh, nearing its conclusion of course, mm. 1982-83 a project that's going in the Match Day programmes every week and uh, yeah, Graham's was the final uh, final interview and uh, yeah, what a real honour and a real privilege to talk to him, he still speaks so fondly about Watford as as you'd expect and he can remember all the little details and um it just means everything to him you can tell and um it was just it was just great to talk to him and it made you made me quite it gave me a bit of inner calm <laughs> which yeah. we need some now well yeah obviously looking at twitter and, and <laughs> facebook and talking to, to fellow Watford fans during the day I think as soon as they wake up their, their minds were on the game straight away and uh me, me included, of course, and then uh, speaking to Graham was just very calming and uh, a reminder that that football is um, uh, when Watford football is about good people, and it um, it was very nice. It was good.
0: Uh, it's uh, if you if you haven't um, you know this Mike has been writing a piece in the in the middle of the programmes every single home game this season where it's it's has been chronicling the 82-83 uh, season. If you have a part of our programmes, do pick them up, do have a look inside. There's always a, uh, an interview that Mike's done with some of the players and sort of telling the story as, as the season sort of panned out. Um, it's 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 a it's a wonderfully good read, but also um, man love also this week lots of bro love. One of your favourites is uh, He's on his way back, Mike. Yep, you can sort of, uh, if you
1: look outside, open your curtains, it's dark out there now, but if you you can see a sort of milky glow out there on the horizon, it's probably because somewhere John Eustace is smiling because he's back, he played 990 Minutes for the... uh, I don't know what you call it—not the reserve team, but a, a second sort of, eleven. A second eleven. Had um, a game against Dagenham and Redbridge in midweek, and he—he he pleasingly came through ninety
0: minutes in. In a win for Watford. So. And if you if you watch the video, that's uh, if you go to facebook.com forward slash Watford FC, uh, there is a link to the YouTube um, uh, goals for that, and you can hear that Brummie accent shouting at the boys. Brilliant.
1: Oh, it, it is interesting. You wonder what sort of you know a game like tonight with sort of ten minutes to go backs up against the ball against oh. Leicester. It's very noisy. It's tough. Um, you know, it's times like this when you realise how what a, how impactful John Eustace could be. He'd calm things down. He'd take the sting out of it. He'd talk to the ref and let him know that, that obviously the, there were challenges going in that he didn't think should be in. The,
0: well, well uh, Jase, well, we, are, we are at a game now where, yes, we are currently winning and we win this, one point by Hull, blah, blah, blah. They win, they lose, We whatever. More likely going to be in the playoffs, is there a role for for Johnny Eustace in the uh, in the Watford's uh,
2: lineup in the playoffs this year? <laughs> well, if we uh, if we need a, a battling midfielder, then yeah. I mean, what would we do for bringing a, a Yates on at this stage? Uh, Eustace on at this stage. Well, that's three, the three substitutions he's brought on. Is interesting. He's brought on Briggs, Yates, and uh, Batacchio. No, Forestieri. No, he's obviously uh, stuck with Vidra. Perhaps he's thinking I'm going to rest Forestieri for the for the playoffs, just in oh, case. I, I don't know. Jace, Jace, I, Jace, I said that earlier. Oh, did you say Yeah, I said,
0: that? I, I, you know, that's, don't think my ideas. I, I, <laughs> I do apologise. It's the stress of the game.
2: I tell I you, it's buy, just... No, it's I don't
1: by giving someone sort of like 20 minutes off is going to make them fresher. You know, there's a game next week, I'm sure, Forestieri will feature at home to lead. So, I don't think keeping him... I think it's obviously a, a tactical decision to try and give Vidra... A, Hope, yeah, it's just very, very difficult watching it. I'm stuttering, obviously, not just because I'm an idiot, which I know I am, <laughs> but because it's we're watching the game and it's uh, it's very nervy. But it's just interesting with Vidri. He shows he, he shows occasional glimpses of that player that we all know he is,
0: and it's just incredibly hard to to watch what's happening. Um, I'm, g- I'm going to make a point now about Watford, and I know there's only five minutes left to go plus stoppages. There'll be about five. There'll be about five there'll minutes. Mean, right, let's say ten minutes. Ten minutes. We seem to be. and that, and that there might be a thing about that Cardiff no, you're game. I'm not going to jinx anything, are you, here? Because I will punch you in the tummy. Well, shall I press pause and we'll come back in a minute? That's five minutes of extra added-on annoying time. Uh, I'm really glad that the rookery isn't made of carpet because you two have not kept still for <laughs> a good ten minutes. It wouldn't last long. It would be a waste of investment and comfort for, for football fans <laughs> if, it was, if it was carpeted. I don't think uh, Manuel Amunia could spend any longer walking back, looking there. It's gone five minutes. Once it's in the air, surely this is a 2-1 win. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Yes! Well done, oh. Well
2: done,
1: Franco. Well done, Jason.
0: Well done, John. Well done, everybody. <laughs> well done. Good and all. Um, I'd like to say, God. the point I was going to make was, the last ten minutes of football matches, we... Keep our shape. We do our Watford thing. We don't take too much pressure. We, we do it. And I'm grateful for that if we keep that going in yeah. pressurised games that are going to keep coming. If it isn't, this year in the playoff is going to be in the Premier League. Nathaniel, 18 years old. I think his goal was at least double his age out. Um, a good goal from Troy Deeney. We're have another beer before we call the next bit of this podcast. Watford, a one point away from automatic promotion.
2: Got something to send the boys? Then email podcast at fromtherookeryend.com.
0: You know, there's a love, the lovely thing about post match television interviews is the biggest green in the world, Jason. From Jamfankozo, it's a great grin.
2: Oh, it's 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 uh it, it's definitely a U-shaped, it's like a yellow <laughs> shallow, U-shaped grin that he's got. It really does turn up at the uh, at the sides, like, and like it, the, all the, across his face. Like the Grinch, in, uh, like the Grinch, <laughs> like the Grinch. Yeah. Talking about Jan
1: Franco, we did. We had a little we had a little chat about um uh, about man love. We talked about John Eustace. Yeah. and uh, I think we need we must pause to take a moment to say how lucky we are to have. Jean Jean-Franco Zola, and what a mm. guy he is, we interviewed him right at the start of this season, we had no idea what was going to happen, you mentioned his grin, he's obviously someone who loves football, all the players speak so highly about him, his record speaks for himself and I think, I don't know how about you but I've had a couple of times I've had to pinch myself that he is Watford manager, we've got this guy at the helm who has pretty much been there and done it and on top of it all he's a nice guy as well, we talked about Graham Taylor earlier, not going to compare the two but you know, it's great to, like you say, John, it's all well and good after the game. We've won, everything's rosy. By three, you know, far four tomorrow, but Hull could have won 5-0 and it's all for nothing. But let's enjoy it for what it is. is, isn't it? great to see Gianfranco, Gianfranco Zola, Watford manager, beaming back at us from uh, Sky Sports.
0: It's great. Uh, and you say Hull might win uh, 55-0 tomorrow at, at Barnsley. Mm. But the good thing is, though, we've won last week, we've won this week. The momentum is in our favour. Is everyone OK, Mike? Is everyone OK? So I sent a quick tweet out to everyone saying, is
1: everyone OK? Simply that. I got a few back, some of my favourites here. Uh, Jake Rockman, no, was the simple answer. <laughs> I can hear my heart beating inside my ears. Is that dangerous? My goodness, I need a stiff drink. Come on, Watford. I think we'll all echo that. Um, Jason Chapman, no nails left, no beers left, and it's only Friday night. <laughs> Not sure whether to watch or hide away between 3 and 4.45 tomorrow. I think we can all... Um, Relate to that as well. Paul Wilson, is it over, he asks. Can I come out now? Terrifying. I think, again, we can uh, understand where you're coming from, Paul. But, yeah, it is over. We've won. Come out, please. <laughs> James Franklin, no, not really. Never knew my blood had any pressure until this evening. <laughs> well, yeah, again, uh, we know what you mean, uh, uh, James. And finally, uh, the good one here from Matt, who was obviously watching abroad. Matt Davis, yes, I'm OK, but not sure the good people of
0: Playa Blanca in Lanzarote are sure. What just happened? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing about when it's on television is that many Hornets around the world get to uh, enjoy the game. We are coming to the end of the season uh, and next week is going to be our end of season uh, award special. Uh, We're going to enjoy the, the, the last home game of the season. No matter what happens... Hopefully, it'll be sunny. It wasn't sunny last year. Our last home game of the season has to be sunny. The best, the best thing is about this last, it'll either be
1: a celebration yeah. or it won't be our last game of the season. And <laughs> It is the, true. You know, there's no downside
0: there, really. But we've got to give us some awards away, Jace. We have. Um, what awards could we give away? If you've got an idea for an award, do, do send us an email podcast at But What awards should
2: we give away this year, Jace? What shall we give away? How about. Best beard. <laughs> <laughs> there need to be awards with more than
0: one entrance. Though, no, 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 no. All right, let's let's say uh, best facial hair. Okay. Okay. So it's not necessarily no, about no, the. the, the not one entrance. I mean, one possible winner. Well, okay, but it, it, let, let's make sure that the award is is um, not one sided, as, as Michael's hinting towards. I think we all know who he's going for. Let's talk about style. Let's talk about girth as well, and 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 depth of of beard. Let's not let's go obvious. If 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 you think. I'm guessing you're saying Cassetti. but if you think you have someone who should win a beard or, or facial hair of the year, then uh, then give us a shout. I think we've got to do. We, we've done this every single year so far. It's slightly different this year, but we've got to do loney of the season. Who is the loney of the season? Kevin Phillips. I mean. Kevin Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yes, he, he did that. Uh, what are the Mike? Mike, what what can we give
1: away? Um, oh, there's, there's loads in there. There's uh, some of the some of the classics are obviously going to be in there. I think
0: mm. most improved player has got to be in there. Yes, well, yeah, and I think even some of those E players, you know, the fact that where they started in in this this English Championship where they ended up, there's lots of improvement in in many players. Even David uh, uh, Levy's uh, favourite player because he did pipe up for him in a uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mark Yates, yeah. there's some improvement in Mark yeah. Yates.
1: I think we may well have seen, had voting been open a little bit longer, we may well have seen goal of the season this evening yeah. uh, with Chalabar. But we've uh, never done goal exorcist, of the season. And we, I think we,
2: we t- that's too obvious for us, yeah. isn't it, uh, from the rookery. So, I think, What about talking about what we've seen this evening, what about best double chin of the season? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Woo! Yeah, saucer of milk over there. Uh, <laughs> that, um, who's that for? That probably going to be between me and Mark
2: Yates, judging by... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you don't play for Watford, Mike. So you lose. Yeah, and well, he wins. Otherwise, you'd win best facial hair as well. I think. Yeah, you win right, yeah. tonight. But we don't do we don't do goal of the season.
1: But as a nod to the new look Watford and the, the sumptuous football they've been playing, what
0: about something like pass of the season? Okay. Now, and, and you know what? With that that one, I don't think it necessarily has to be the pass that led to a goal. Maybe there was a, an individual pass that you remember. It might have just been an across-the-pitch pass from one side to the other. Maybe from Padil, um, I can I can imagine a, a flick on from from Day, which was absolutely perfect. But the person he passed to wasn't wasn't good enough. A pass of the season. Uh, we're going to give out the awards next week with some help of some friends. Um, uh, I also think we should have a shout out for Captain of the Year. We've had many, many captains. Uh, we, we, maybe we call this the John Eustace Memorial Award because um, he is the club captain, but how many times has he been able to wear the, 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 the band this year? We've had, had many. How many actually had? At least four, I think. And, oh, more than that. More than, that more than that. Who We've will be your five. captain of the year? Podcast at FromTheRookerEnd.com uh, and next week's podcast, which we'll be recording uh, on the way at and after um, the Leeds. Actually, it's an early kickoff, isn't it? Next week, isn't
2: it? It is lunchtime. I think it's 12.45 Okay. Early start in the, in the pub, boys, You're right with that? Well, I think that's more than reasonable.
0: Okay. Uh, we're back. Thank you very much uh, for listening to this podcast. Um, it's been. Uh, uh, a joy um, and I hope we don't break the speakers and stuff uh, when we shouted for that uh, Chelobe goal because it was pretty pretty Bandabby dabby dozy come on Barnsley come on Barnsley. <laughs> on Barnsley all day tomorrow lads we've got to talk with our Yorkshire accents
1: I can I'll see my way through to having a couple of barrels of bitter don't you worry <laughs> about that come on the tights come on you super tights